What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another installment of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If you guys are new to the show, welcome. So glad to have you here. I'm sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life and just we're here to gain some perspective. If you are a repeat listener, fucking love you guys. Uh, I'm always very thankful and humbled by the fact that people actually tune in and listen to this shit. So thank you. Really trying to put the best uh, content out there. So, you know, the fact that you guys are are riding with me, man, it, it means a lot. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, big thank you to uh, Jumbo Superfoods. They uh, are a sponsor of the show. Go check them out. You can go to jumbocbd.com. Check out their full line of CBD products. If you aren't familiar with CBD, it's cannabidiol, one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. But this particular one is showing to aid in a ton of different things. Uh, I use it on a regular basis. I love their drops. Um, I love their muscle balm. They have a topical. So they have also have a spray. They have. Uh, they just released a new CBD-infused olive oil. So get your hands on that. But CBD is helping people with gut health. It's helping with their brain. It's helping with inflammation. It's helping with mood regulation. Just a ton of different benefits. So go check them out. You can save 20% when you use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. Also, they're damn near always doing buy two, get one free. So throw two in your cart. I bet you they give you that third one for free. Then you use the code and you're going to save a ton. All about that savings. That's what we do here in the Midwest. We save. It's funny because I, uh, the Internet's fucking undefeated, if you didn't know. You can find damn near anything on there, making fun of whoever, everybody, and it's some of the funniest shit. And I was looking at some memes and was talking about things that we do in the Midwest, and sure enough, one of them was we like to brag about the deals that we get you know the savings that we may you know that we may have had on on something we love that we love to brag about our deals and that shit is true and i don't know why why do we do that i remember my mom doing that growing up she just always talks about this good deal it's just like fuck yeah i got this deal and uh i don't it's not everywhere i remember i went out to la and i was talking to to a friend i was like yeah man i got you know i say use my points and i got this deal on this flight and he just kind of looked at me with a, a blank face just like cool bro cool story now let's let's hit this bowl like <laughs> but uh yeah man fucking make it work for you so use that code outside you'll save 20 percent can't beat it jombocbd.com i am pumped to sit down with this gentleman my guest for today is dr jacob Scherer. And he's been on the MMA scene for a little bit now here in the area, uh, working with some fighters, uh, more notably one of my guests, which is Jordan Dowdy, all the way back on episode one. I wish I could say he was my first guest. He actually wasn't. The homie 420 was the very first guest, but we actually released Jordan's first. So episode one, go check out Jordan Dowdy. And uh, he also works with, more notably, Sean Woodson, who was just signed to the UFC. He has a passion for 
you know, helping fighters become their best and performing their best and reducing injury. And uh, he is a knowledgeable motherfucker. And he's very well-educated, probably one of the most educated people I've had on. I shouldn't say that because I don't know. But he sent me his credentials and, you know, his his various degrees that he has. And, man, he he's he's into it, man. He's deep into the health world. And that's really cool to see. Uh, you know, somebody who understands the importance of nutrition and rest and recovery and strength training, you know, just the holistic lens of uh, of looking at the body and how can we perform at our best. And he also understands what it's like to be an athlete and to have that drive and that mental strength to want to, you know, compete and push and sometimes working through being hurt. He understands the difference between being hurt and being injured which is not something everybody really understands for all my athletes out there. I know you understand what that means. Uh, you know, when I, back in the day, foot, you know, playing football, you get banged up all the time. And oftentimes coaches say, are you hurt or are you injured? Meaning, you know, if you're hurt, you know, it's, you got a little boo-boo. Shit, throw some dirt on that. Keep pushing through. You're okay. You know, nothing's broken. It's not going to, you know, no long-term damage or anything like that. Or are you really injured? Do you really need to take that time and rest? So it's uh, it was a great conversation. It was a good time sitting down with him. Um, so without any further ado, guys, welcome to the show, Dr. Jacob Sher. Oh, it's awesome. I know. All right. It's like real. It's official now. It's, it's, it's fucking we're, official. We're going. We're going. All right, let's go. We're doing this. <laughs> All right. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing real well. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I, you you start your day pretty early. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What did you do this morning? Uh, so today I woke up. Um, so my wife and I, we just got this new distiller for our water. Okay. So you have to put all this water in this boiler unit, right? Start it. It sounds like it's about ready to take off. Yeah. The whole house is going to lift. All, all the pressure it. building up. Well, there's this big fan underneath it, right? So, okay. Yeah, so it heats up really crazy. Um, then you take it from there. <clears throat> And then we just picked up a Berkey water filter. Yeah. Right? So then you, you toss that distilled water into the Berkey. So now you've got distilled water that's been filtered. Right. Right? And then, so, I know this is kind of crazy, but we started doing this stuff called hydrogen water. Okay. Right? It's the biggest rage in Japan. <clears throat> um, they basically use it for all their all their issues that they're going through, right? Um, Gut-related, brain-related, it's great for athletic performance. Yeah. Um, it's that new technology, kind of like cryotherapy was five years ago? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I just read a study on that that Ben Greenfield just posted. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, look out for this. Like, you're going to see a lot of people talking Dude, about this in the next decade or so. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, some of the feelings that I've gotten, um, some of the, the, the stories that we've seen, you know, It'll be one of those things. It, it, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think it's one of those things that it can it can help a lot of people. So what exactly is hydrogen water? Are they structure like are they just adding some structure to the water? It, that's essentially it, right? So <clears throat> our body basically is hydrogen. Right? Yeah. So there's there's hydrogen bonds that form throughout our body. It's they create an electromagnetic force, right? Um, they basically keep our cells from running into each other, or not running into each other, but forming together, you know, so they form barriers and, and those types of things. Um, 
it's very very important what hydrogen's good for you know it also helps pour, pour, uh, deal with acid base relationships oh does it well, yeah so ph right? right that's the potential of hydrogen oh i never knew that uh, yeah oh, the potential of hydrogen okay so that's the ph scale oh yeah, so like h plus right that that's going to be more acidic mm -hmm. right and then oh which is base right that's going to be more basic oh negative Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting into the the hydrogen water. You, yeah. You feeling yeah, a difference with that? Um, you know I am, but um, my wife was the one that really did. Okay. You know, she feels a lot better on it. Um, I try to stay really healthy, anyways, the way it is. Oh know? yeah. But uh, you know, and, and that's a big thing. You know, right up behind you, there's a there's a picture of me that I'm. Yeah, man. Two hundred and thirty pounds. This is two right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one's two thirty. Yeah, right around in there, you know, so... Um, Why were you that big? Um, School and stress. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, was, was it like an effort to get that... You know what I mean? Like, oh, Some yeah. people try to get that big for a sport. Well, so I was big into like powerlifting and bodybuilding oh. back whenever I was younger. Okay. Right? And then, so basically what happens is you crazy stress your body out, mm -hmm. right? And then stop lifting some weights whenever other stress gets around. So like, I went to Logan, right? Logan College of Chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And... Um, trained with Ezra Lanin. Okay. Right? Which, hey, which, do me a favor real quick. Yes. Will you just adjust that mic just a little bit? Yeah, that'd be a little bit better. So, so that, we can catch you better. Is that, is that better? Yeah, it's better. Okay, cool. Um, trained with Ezra and, you know, he used to give me hell. He's like, man, it'd be great if you could show up more. I'm like, well, yeah, it's great whenever I go to school and the midterms hit and then you know, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So you don't get to go back in. And, you know, what you end up doing there is you get hurt. Mm -hmm. Right, so all, yeah. all this crazy stuff. You're not sleeping, you're not yeah. eating well. You know, you start getting into beer a little bit, you know, and bad food because it's easy. You know? Oh, yeah, convenience. I mean, we, had, we had 22 finals in one 10-day, 14-day period. Holy shit, why so many That's a lot of finals. Yeah, you should. I'll send you a picture of our uh, schedules from how, where we went to school. It was crazy. How is it you have that many finals, like, in, in a 10-day period? I mean, that would... So finals and then I feel like that papers would, that are due and then <clears throat> labs, those types of How things. many classes does that include? Sometimes there were 12, 13 classes that were taken. Wow. Yeah. That's a heavy course load, dude. It's, it's legit. Yeah, yeah man. That's why, why school so expensive. Yeah, you've done a lot of school. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> man. You've done a lot of schooling. You sent me, uh, I mean, you sent me, like, all your credentials and shit. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of time. This is my favorite thing to do in the world, right? So, like, I actually went to school to work with professional fighters. Yeah. Dumbest thing in the world, right? Yeah, what made you want to do that? Because I'm from Hillsborough, Illinois. Yeah, right? I'm home of Matt Hughes. Yeah, I grew up on Matt Hughes and then, you know, um, had one of my best friends. He fought in King of the Cage. Okay. Right? So, I actually got to corner him That's way back in the day. Cool experience. Right? I was still out in I was, Vegas. I was going to SIUE. Um, it was actually up in East Moline. Oh, really? So cool. I still remember it. <laughs> worst weather I've ever been in. Um, so then I was like, I don't really like getting punched in the face. Yeah. So much. You Did know, you try I, it? Ever? Do I train? Did you ever try to fight? No, I never got into the ring. Okay. You know, for for me, uh, martial arts was more about you know anti bullying. Yeah. You know, and, just the ability to protect yourself. Yeah. You know, and but I really like sports. Yeah. Right. So as soon as mixed martial arts came along, I'm like, oh, I really like martial arts and I really like sports and there's a place where these guys compete. Maybe I can go in and help a coaching team. Yeah. And then I thought, well, what's the number one component that the fighters deal with? Injuries. All the time. Right? Yeah. So if I can help mitigate injuries, then my fighter can win. It's so tough to do. It, but it's not. You don't think so? No. No. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think that it's hard to get better. Right. What to, do you mean? To improve on mitigating injuries. So there's acupuncture. There's certain nutritional products yeah. that you should be able to, you know, that you can take. Um, there's rehabilitation protocols. Yeah. So my fighters, they all go through a warm up. Right. Before they jump on the mat. 
Well, now, I guess where the difficulty will come in is them actually following through with the protocol. That's sports, though. That, that's not just fighters. That's every athlete. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know. So, absolutely. So the same problems that I have with the basketball player are the same problems that I have with the MMA fighter. The difference is, is that the, the basketball player has to dunk a ball. He has to check that box off, right? The MMA fighter has to get punched in the face. Yeah, but I can tell you from experience, like, your body gets way more beat up doing MMA than any other sport, right? 100%. So that's going to increase the difficulty, right, and to the, keep people and that, healthy. And that in and of itself. But but if you employed those measures, yeah, you would be better than what you were here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how so do like, you increase adherence to, you know, to the protocol? Results. You get results. Right, but people you, see see, you know, an injury. So I've had guys come in with really banged up hands, yeah. do some acupuncture and, and pain's gone. Yeah. You know. So Well the the good thing about fighters is if they see something work they will hundred percent. Yeah. So like somebody like Jordan Dowdy, yeah. the Zen master, he's easy to work with. Yeah, Jordan's a professional. Because he comes in and he says, you know, this is what's going on. Well, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to eat. This is what you need to not do. Right. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's easy. That is easy if, yeah. Atypical, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Jordan's not your average fighter in the sense of his approach. He's very methodical. He's educated. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of fighters aren't educated. But that's okay. Yeah. But but fighters are some of the nicest, most... 100%. You know, most willing to, to be educated. Yeah. Right? But but you also have to show them, in my opinion, you have to show them that, that your stuff works. Yeah. Yeah, you got to build that trust. Yeah. So, like, I do a lot of crawling exercises and stuff that, that seems to be really kind of basic and it seems to be, you know, not that, not really what I call sexy. Right? Yeah. It's not throwing a kettlebell over your head and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Those quadruped movements are important, though. But see, and, the, and then they start doing it and they're like, man, my grappling got better. You know, or my kick started getting harder. I'm like, well, yeah, because all your power comes from the ground, yeah. right? And if you're doing all this work on the ground, that's why I think jujitsu is such an important part of our, our lifestyle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So you see these guys and you're like, it's, it can all be so simple if you, if, you, if you just follow what I'm saying. Not just what I'm saying, right? It's not just me. It's also the coach. Yeah. See, so so that, that's the problem with a lot of coaches, in my opinion. Like, you have to fit into their box. Yeah. So my goal with this was I wanted to study nutrition. You know, I have a master's degree in nutrition. I have a master's degree in sports science and rehabilitation. Um, I studied with an acupuncturist who teaches at the Cancer Centers of America. Uh-huh. I, you know, I was with him for almost two years, you know. And the reason I studied these things is because not everybody's going to do everything. Right. But you don't have to. You just have to do more than the other person. Yeah. Right? So you don't want to eat right. Okay. That, that one's tough. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw that one out of the game. You can't out-train a bad diet. How about you don't want to do cryotherapy? Right. Right? Because you don't like the cold weather. Okay. Well, take some proteolytic enzymes and that'll help bust up some inflammation too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's all about anti-inflammatory, right? So now you have all these different tools, chiropractic, massage, uh, cryotherapy, all these different things that can help get rid of inflammation in very different ways. Yeah. So what is, you know, it, it might be good for this guy. This guy might hate cold weather. Yeah. This guy might love steak. This guy might love salmon. Right. So I have to figure out how to make all that work for, for that individual. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an important piece, right? Taking an individualized approach. Very difficult. Yeah. D- difficult, but not difficult at the same time. So you start out with a very, very rudimentary process, right? So you start out with something like, um, okay, can I get you to warm up correctly every day? So what's like a, what's a good warm up look like? So a warm up to me, it, it takes you through all the basic human movements, right? Um, I like rolling. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever seen rolling before, but you basically get out on the ground, you roll around with one arm, right? What do you mean? Um, so you go like this, 
Like your whole body goes over. Yeah, okay. yeah, and you just kind of let gravity do this from a neurodevelopmental standpoint. Okay. That's that's why I believe that our program is a little bit different than most people's, right? Um, somebody will come in and they'll have a problem with the squat. Well, a lot of people work on the squat. No, 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 I'm going to put you in crawling because that's where squat comes from. Because it's on the ground. Um, yeah, but there's also squatting in it. Oh, yeah. Do you see the maneuver? Yeah, in your hips. Yeah. So rolling, right? So basically you're, you're laying on the ground flat, and then you've got your arms above you, mm-hmm. legs out, and you might take a leg over, and that's going to take you and put you flat on your belly. Yeah. And then I'm going to bring you back over in extension. What's that look like? Kicking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take, taking your hips over. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're working a longitudinal axis, but now you've got the stability of the ground. Yeah. So your body can just go, 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 go. Yeah, that makes sense. So you don't have the same fatigue and yeah. you don't create those same bad patterns. So one of the martial arts instructors that I had to begin with, he was a monster, right? And I could just go balls of the walls against him, uh-huh. right? And it was great because my skill level got better, 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 better. And he was just sealing, or sealing me, right? Yeah. Putting a ceiling there for me. Um, that's what crawling is. How, do you, how are you going to hurt yourself in crawling? It's like an imposed ceiling. How are you, you going to hurt yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah, man. No, whenever I work with people, I'm, I just, it's, it's amazing. I was actually just working with a health coaching client there. And I was like, try to crawl. Just like yeah. get on the ground and just crawl. Well, and see, so then my thing, going back to this, yeah. long story short, you know, back around, um, 230 pounds. I wasn't living the lifestyle that I went to school <laughs> To, to support how old were you at that so you're this, this is post school at this point yeah yeah yeah. so out of school so that was like three years ago okay yeah so i'm like i want to work with fighters but they're not going to believe me so i have to be able to not only show it i have to show benefits yeah right and i also have to show that i'm putting the work in so you did it so you you've taken yourself through the protocol 100, first 100 percent. so this is all tested and my yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um most of what we do here has results behind it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not going to put Sean Woodson on a program that I don't feel confident in. Yeah. That's, that's not right. That's, that's me standing in the way of him. Right. Right. And his, my goal is to get him supported, you know, whether that's with me or whether that's with some other individual that might be better than me. I don't know. That's yeah. Out there, but <laughs> you know, I think we all, you know, we need to have that, that aspect of, you know, not ego, but, you know, we're here to, to work hard. 100%. That's what I'm excited about with Sean and some of the cool stuff that's going on in St. Louis MMA. Yeah. You know, it's like we're just going to get better and better and better and better, you know, and yeah. open some doors down. It's cool. So how do you like – so when, when a fighter comes to you, like how do you like to assess them and then – So so I run them actually through the warm-up. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll look at their movement patterns. And, and again, back to that warm-up. Yeah. Um, you want to start – you know, we go through rolling – then we'll go there crawling, right? Um, then I have them do some stuff from their knees. Okay. Right. Then we'll start doing some squatting mechanics. Then we'll start doing some standing mechanics and balance, single leg activities, going forwards, going backwards, going lateral, right? And then also rotational patterns. Um, so I teach biomechanics over at SIUE, mm-hmm. right? And that's where some of this, you know, stuff, it's really made it more of a foundation for me. That Since you're teaching it? Yeah, you know, but, but looking at all the range of motions. Yeah. Right? Not, not just two-dimensionally, because that's what most of our activities are, right? we got to make sure that we work all three ranges of motion, all axis, all, all planes. Yeah, it's really easy to um, develop the uh, – what the fuck do I want to say? To develop uh, – like deficiencies in areas, right? Yeah. Because like you're overcompensating one area. Like you see boxers all the time, so they're always here, right? So mm-hmm. then you're really tight, 
and then you just have this muscular imbalance. A lot of yeah. imbalances going on. See, so so what you just did right there, going forward and rolling the shoulders forward. What what do you do whenever you crawl? What happens to your shoulders? Uh, I imagine what they kind of yeah, sit back, yeah, because yeah. your chest is going to so drop you down. See how that's very 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 rehabilitative. Yeah. Right. So every time that you're going to go box, I want you to crawl. Makes sense. Right. So if we're going to go out into the woods, we got to rem- remember that we have to come back. Yeah. Right? And if we come back from the woods every day, right, then I have to do less work whenever I'm going into the chiropractic side, right? You, you asked me how we mitigate injuries every single day. Yeah. Right? Make sure that you're eating enough. Make sure that you're doing your warm-up like you're supposed to. Right. right? Make sure that you're doing your meditation, right? Some, some of our fighters <laughs> have some issues with, with mental capacities, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we get into fighting to begin with. So I could go and hammer this kid with a bunch of strength and conditioning, which he's been hammered with his entire life, or I could put him on the way with some meditation or maybe with a sports psychologist or somebody like that and really get this kid some help. And now he doesn't have that interference in his life anymore. Well, the mind is key, right? I mean, that's, that's what's leading the body. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one, right? Yeah. Because everything that we think about with fighting from the biomechanics standpoint, that has nothing to do with the brain. Right. What I do here is we approach it from more of a neurodevelopmental standpoint, right? What does the brain want to do? So if you're overtraining, the brain doesn't want to train anymore. Does that make sense? What do you mean? So, so if you're overtrained, right, right, and you go out and you train again, right, what kind of what kind of adaptation do you think you're going to get? Positive uh, or negative? Negative for yeah. sure. So what do you think the brain says about that? Yeah, it's not it doesn't, gonna be, like, it doesn't that, like that right? at all. So it has yeah. compensations. So some of our compensations may just be due to overtraining. Overtraining is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that especially in MMA all the time. It's hard not to, though, There's right? so much to do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if, you know, you got, if you're doing stand-up, you're doing your jiu-jitsu, and you're wrestling, those mm-hmm. are two separate things, right? And then some people are working boxing and Muay Thai or kickboxing, right? Like they'll take the, the legs out of it and they'll just do the hands and one or the other. Uh, you got your strength and conditioning, right? I mean, there's just so many things to do, and something always gives. And then you have an asshole like me that comes in and says, hey, do more, right? But also do less. So, yeah. So that's where you look at it. And, and, you know, I think that's why we're seeing so many guys go to more of a strength and conditioning camp, right? For eight weeks prior to the fight, then what we would see is traditional go in there, rock em, sock em robots. Yeah. Right? We're not seeing so much sparring like we used to. We're seeing more, I got to get fit, I got to get fit, I got to get fit. Less shots to the head, Right take less power shots the closer to the fight that we get now your training ideally and your tra- i know and now your training partners right become very integral to your to your success yeah yeah that's huge it is it really just depends on the camp so many guys are still just in there just banging it out all the time sure. and there's value in that right yeah i feel like there's more value in that earlier in your career when you don't know how to fight when, when you're not used to like being in that fire taking those shots but once you learn how to to fight and you've, you've kind of been tested and you've already th- those those are valuable rounds i think it's still good to get those in but maybe not as frequently yeah. but in the beginning of your career like those i'm, I'm so uh conflicted with those because i do understand the importance of them but on the same note like every time i see somebody take a big shot i'm just like oh their fucking brain oh, man. just all the damage you ever feel conflicted about that like working with these athletes i mean you work with fighters and football players and all these sometimes different i can't watch it it's like they're, they're taking all this brain damage all the time. Yeah, it's 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 hard, right? Um, but somebody has to do it. 
Okay, so so like with some of our fighters, they they were. I'm not going to get into their programs that they were in before, but some of them were cutting weight in such a very de- in such a detrimental process. A lot of them do. Yeah, and still, you know, so so my eyes on it are well, they're going to do this anyway. Right? Yeah. Losing 25 pounds in five days, whenever Sean Woodson got the call, wasn't the most intelligent thing to do yeah but when you know the opportunity knocks right thank you. okay thank you right so so now you have this this conflicting idea of you know as a physician do i help him or do i not yeah i don't know i think i think you have to if you don't it'd probably be worse i think 100 percent. and and that's where back to your your question of how do you mitigate injuries right there that's right, right. Just help them. Help them. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it like this. Do it like this. Yeah. Don't do it like this. And there's, I guess there's a difference between like, um, I don't know what the word I want to use is like, you have like injuries, like where you're for real injured. Yeah. But you're like constantly getting hurt. Hurt. Big difference. Like one of the, the, one of the worst things that ever happens is whenever you fucking, you kick an elbow. Oh yeah. And then you get this terribly deep bruise in your shin and it will not go away for the entirety of the camp because every time you kick and you land it. It's just going to hurt again. There's so many times where I thought, like, oh, I'm good. I can kick. Land a kick. Felt like my whole leg just shattered. Yeah. It, it does not feel good. And, and again, there there's crazy guys out there that that doesn't bother them at all. Yeah. Right? So so my thing is, like you just said, are you hurt or are you injured? It's one of my favorite lines from the program. It's so a, true. It's an old football movie. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love that movie. Yeah, so, so Classic. My football coach used to ask me all the time. I learned that very young. Like, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Yeah, so so an injury, like ACL, injury. Knee, right. that scares me, right? That's an injury. If you get hit in the side of the arm, let's make sure that it's not broken. Yeah. Right? And try and not take any more shots there but for us to stop training camp because of that that's silly yeah i'm not gonna do i would never advocate that just because it hurt well i mean for god's sakes you know thai boxers develop a, a thing called myositis ossificans in the in the lateral part of their leg where ca- it starts to throw calcium at it oh and yeah calcium build up terribly difficult injury to heal and it's from just repetitive bang 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 right yeah and when you start seeing that well you're like okay well don't don't go do Thai boxing for two weeks. That Thai boxer is going to look at you like you're crazy. Right. Like, how can we just work yeah. through this? I'm here to help you. Right. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, so I'm a strength and conditioning guy. Right. Who just happened to become a doctor. <laughs> I was doing, you know, mixed martial arts training and I was a fan. I never jumped into the ring, but I was doing that way before I ever became a doctor. And that's the part that I have to carry with me on your question. Right. Is strength and conditioning we got to push 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 and then as the doctor it's important for me to say you can't push right now yeah this is injured right yeah concussion nope you're not pushing right stop stop everything that you're doing stop everything you're doing yeah let's take some months yeah and and go back in very 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 slowly but here's the problem with that our guys don't have that luxury but do they I think it just depends on when they are their careers. They, they, Sometimes I feel like they think time's against them and it's not. That I would agree with. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I would like agree Like we were just with. talking about a fighter, like, you know, I, I I know he hurt his head. And I'm like, dude, just chill. And I was telling him, I'm like, look, man, you can either take th- three or four months now, yeah, all right, and get better. Or you can come back in like a month or two whenever you think you're better. Yeah. And then you could end up being out for six months to a year because you came back too early and you see it all the time. But then I also don't think that it's fair to the fighter because it's just an arbitrary decision. What do you mean? Well, who is it that makes the decision for a fighter to come back? 
Oh, yeah. That's why I would suggest get with a medical professional, get some baseline concussion screening, and get with somebody that kind of knows what they're looking at. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and again, you know, like running a SCAT 3 takes eight minutes. It's a balance test. You you run through some memory things and, and right and you have to you have to reiterate some words to me, but that test is very very easy and there's plenty of people out there that do it. It's just this is one of the last things that we look at because it's, yeah, we're, we're reactive to it and we should we should be I right. Think, and the question is how many people would do it for like little to no cost because fighters are broke. That's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, th- I, I have think no problem doing that. That's part of the issue, right? You obviously care. Right. Like, yeah, I've no. Yeah, I've I've lost money working with fighters. You know, but you will lose money working with fighters. This is my favorite thing in the world to do, and and I also want these people to to know that that this is a professional sport. Yeah. You know, these these guys are professionals. Um, the the things that they do, it's no different than boxing. Yeah. Right. It's just there's a lot of money at the top, and it's a struggle at the bottom. Yeah, there's not, there aren't a ton. There's actually more money in boxing than there is in oh, MMA. You know what I mean? A whole yeah. lot more. We are kind of we're we're entering a phase to where like whenever I started fighting, there were uh, not as nearly as many pros as there are now. There, right. There's it was a a pretty big amateur scene. Yeah. So that was shocking to me back in 2004 when I when I kind of really started looking at the rules and everything. And in Illinois, you just have to say you're a pro. Yeah. What? That I, nobody I, determines that. That just changed pretty recently. I know, I, I, I didn't know. even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So so back then it was kind of scary, right? Yeah. You know, and once you go in, you can't go back, and all these other things. So I think it's come a long way. It's definitely come a long way. And it's still fighting, right? Oh yeah, it's still fighting, but because there's not such a um, a large amateur scene like there used to be. Yeah. I mean, you still have it. There aren't as nearly as many amateur shows. I think you're really eliminating a lot of those like those backwood like garage yeah. gyms. You know what I mean? Sure. Where people who aren't really training, they're just going there to fight out of ego and just to tell their buddies like, oh look, I fought in the cage. And it's you know amazing that that's still around, huh? They're still there. They're still there. People mm-hmm. training in their garage and shit, and, like with no coaching or no real skill training. Um, but you're seeing less of that now, yeah. right? Because as the sport becomes more legitimized and it just becomes bigger, you're getting more and more people taking it serious well, from the get-go. And you're also having some people from other avenues come in, you know, some, you know, from NFL, people who, you know, OSP. Yeah, man, you're getting these great athletes you know, that are crossing over. Tennessee football player. What? Yeah, he was a stud wrestler too, I do <laughs> believe. Know, and so, so it's not just wrestling, right? There's some other guys that are bringing some heat that are coming in too. And I, I think that as the athlete pool gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it's going to be more more exciting. Yeah, yeah, you're starting to see a whole lot of athletes who could have went like the basketball route or the football route, yeah. kind of take the MMA route. Yeah, and it's you know it's a tough road. Like I said, that that check the box on. I'm okay with getting punched in the face. Yeah. That's tough. It is. You know? That's why I got out. I, I think that's why I didn't get in. Yeah. Right? I started worrying about my brain so much. And that that's essentially where I came from. You yeah. Know, is, is I saw some people get really dinged up, and I, I've seen some, some nasty, nasty, nasty symptoms. Yeah. It. And at the time, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. You know, and, and I give all the credit in the world for somebody who's willing to jump into that ring. And it, I think it's important for me 
to help them shoulder that burden a little bit. Yeah. Anything that I can make them more sensitive and specific to an injury, especially a concussion, that's what I want to do. Yeah, 100%. Because CTE is so real, man. And Mm -hmm. people just don't think about, like, the things that they're doing to their brain. I just did uh, respect, and it was Mm jujitsu. And, like... while I was, we did a lot of wrestling, did a lot of head fighting. Yeah, dude, the whole next day, my my head was pounding from yeah. all that head fighting. I'm just like, this is not enjoyable. No. I don't enjoy this whatsoever. Yeah, like I'm just like my brain's a little swollen right now, and I know it is yeah. from just all that banging the head. We probably headbutted f- six, seven good times yeah. just while we're head fighting. And see that that's the part that that you guys don't see is the the kinetics or the force production that goes in through those little headbutts yeah so um i was actually listening to to joe rogan right and dr mark gordon was on um he's the one that that really discovered the hormonal link between or hormonal dysfunction after a traumatic brain injury oh really Um, i don't know if i listen how recent is that uh he's been on three or four times but he does some work with veterans Um, okay i cannot remember the name of the thing sorry mark oh good um (laughs) but he's awesome right so he was one of the ones that really helped link up the long-term effects from a traumatic brain injury right yeah so i think what the, the story was is that he saw somebody that um had a motorcycle injury Okay. Right. And their testosterone is like 20 or something. S- drop way silly, right? Yeah. He just happened to look at it. He's a neuroendocrinologist by trade, um, you know, and he does things typically through a natural route, which is really, really cool. You know, yeah. every once in a while you have to do hormonal replacement therapy. With yeah. Some of these guys who are getting really bad shape. But, you know, I mean, just look at Vitor. Right. Right. Dude, once, you know, once TRT went away. Oh, man. He fell apart. And see, so like the purest in me is like, and I wanted to see, you want to see the best athletes in the world. Yeah. Right. Or not the purest, but the, the, the fan of me wants to see the best athletes in the world. But then the, the purest in me is kind of, you know, man, this is kind of scary. What are we going to do here? Yeah. You know, I'm not against steroids in sports. I am in fighting. Mm. I'm because like to Rogan's point, like there's some dire physical consequences there. Yeah, it's scary. But if you're just like hitting a baseball, yeah. dude, that's what the fans want to see. It is. It's it good. really is. Yeah. And like steroids save baseball, right? For real, dude. And it's like, I don't think athletes should be losing their freedom over doing steroids. Like, Marion Jones. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, I mean, I get you lie, you do all that stuff. But why are we wasting taxpayers' dollars? You know, Jose Canseco. The these, steroid stuff's it's, rough. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's a weird, it's a very weird situation. That Isn't we're in. it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also one of those things that we know that everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right? But we got to catch them. Right. You know, and I think we're getting to the point where not everybody's doing it anymore. Yeah, you're going to see less and less. I, think, I, I mean, so. USADA's, like, knocking that out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think, you're, you know, I think we're getting a cleaner sport. Um, which, which is good. You know, I, I think that it, you know, I'm excited about it because somebody like me, it levels the playing field. Yeah. Right? Somebody like me who's trying to come in and say, do, you know, eat like this, do this, you know, do this rehabilitation, um, train like this. Yeah, I know that you want to work out 47 times this week, but we're going to work out 38 times this week. Right. Right? Well, put steroids in. Go ahead, and you can do whatever you want. Right. You can work out. That's what people don't realize. You don't, you don't steroids have to, you don't allow have to, you to work more. You have to eat, and you have to eat somewhat properly, but it's like a game genie. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're, right. You're getting like a 10% buffer or a 20% buffer to the good. Right. Well, that's extra effort that you don't have to spend on nutrition or that's extra effort that you don't have to spend on a recovery measure right right and i think in that that sense it kind of makes it unfair but oh it does but i also see you know the necessity for 
not the necessity, but I also see the, the desire to see the best of the best of the best of the best. Right. And steroids will help you achieve that. They will help you achieve that. People, that's exactly I, what they do. Yeah, man. I mean, they allow you to do more. You know what I mean? Like, And that's the big thing that people also don't understand. Like what you just said, you know, they don't make you get big. No. They give you the chance to recover. You still have to do the work. 100%. Yeah. 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 I remember when like HGH was a big thing. I saw an interview, an NFL player was saying like, yeah, man, like when I take that, mm-hmm. he's like, I can go through the hardest practice ever. Like, yeah. And the next day, it just feels like I didn't even do it. Well, and see, what I, what I would be interested in is on the weight cut. Yeah. You know, what? what is the, what's the difference in this athlete, you know, on steroids versus if you are not on steroids? How much more detrimental is the weight cut? Yeah. I wish we would just get rid of weight cutting entirely. Oh, it's tough, huh? I don't see why we can't just add a, you know, move 60 to 65 and Mm-hmm. 70 to 70 no i mean wait no add a 65 move 70 to 75 mm-hmm. right and then you have every 10 pounds add a 95 and somewhere in between that 205 and heavyweight you know add somewhere in there like a 225 or something well, but it's kind of bizarre if you think about it right you, you have to like be able to step your foot in the water of that weight for one second to right. step on the scale and then you can go right back out right <laughs> yeah um i think that it makes the sport more dangerous yeah. I don't know that we're ever going to get rid of it, though. Well, one FC is doing a lot yeah. with the hydration yeah. tests and yeah. different things, and, and making sure. I think sure. there's ways of doing it. Yeah, you know. But then again, you run on the if it's an imposed, you know, ten percent weight loss or cut or whatever it happens to be, and you can't fight otherwise, right? Yeah, that's what'll have to happen. Absolutely, because the fighter, in my opinion, the fighter's going to try and get as big of a, an advantage as he possibly can. One hundred percent, and they should be allowed to. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, if you're not cheating, yeah. you're not trying. Well, like, you, you, saw, you saw Joanna's um, interview after, whenever she was in on the beach, right? No, I didn't. Oh, man. She, about her weight cut. What'd she say? Brought her, brought her sunglasses down and gave a little wink. It was uh, a head game. Yeah. I don't know if I had problems or not. Yeah. A lot of it's mental, man. A lot of it's mental. But it, it definitely helps to have a protocol. Like, whenever I cut weight, I always had, like, it was a system, man. Like, I would diet down to probably, if, ideally, if I could get to, like, 78, I'd usually start probably about 95. Yeah. And if I could get down to, like, 78, like, diet-wise, I'd yeah. be, and then i just cut that last, like, eight pounds of water. But normally between, like, 78 to, uh, like, 80, 82 is kind of where I would be at. But the last five pounds of water weight so i would like i do the sauna thing i put on my suit yeah. go like do some cardio and stuff the night before and i never stopped drinking water up until the like up until my weight cut and i started weight i always did like a the weight cut the day before okay um i'd, I'd get down probably like five pounds over so the day away and i'm probably like five pounds over and then i would just like soak in the tub with epsom salt and rubbing alcohol yeah put a put a heater in there and like create yeah. like a sound effect and then, like, I'd, I'd be good after that. I right. didn't, like, have to, ex- like, expend any energy that day. That makes me hurt. Why? <laughs> Just, it's unfortunate that we have to do it that way. Yeah. You know? I don't, I think there's other mechanisms for it, right? But, but again, you know, part of it is just the nature of the beast. Yeah. You know, if, if you can come in at 145 and you're 165 whenever you fight, that's an advantage. Yeah. But the problem with it is whenever you cut too low right and you don't give your body the the chance to to respond like you should yeah right? um so sometimes that weight cut just puts you in the tanker it can know? yeah you get yeah. that rebound effect you're gonna put the weight on twice you know, as fast and, and i think everybody goes in the tanker from it right you know but but the question is who goes in the tanker more yeah you know if, if you had to cut 30 pounds and i had to cut 20 
I have a better chance of winning. Depending on your percentage of body fat. Yeah. 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 So, so same person, right. That has to go and, and all things equal. Oh yeah. Right. That, that, that's the thing, right. So all, all things, equal. all fighters equal, sorry, all fighters equal, right. The, the fighter that has to cut 30 versus the one that has to cut 20 100%. should have a big advantage. You would think so. Yeah. You know, and, and then the problem with it also is you can replenish the water. Yeah. That's not hard. It's the electrolytes. Yeah, a lot of people ignore that. Uh-huh. That's yeah. the hard part. I, it makes me cringe when I see fighters drink Pedialyte. Yeah. It's so trash, man. <laughs> At least they're doing something, though, right? They're doing something. I mean, it's... it's they're doing something. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just start thinking about the gut. Like, people don't think about the gut and what's, scary. What, what, what's happening there whenever you start taking all these processed things in. And so many things have been, like, sold as healthy, yeah. and they just wreak havoc on the gut. I... I we just didn't understand it. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I think that's all medicine though. Right. It's these things that get recalled. I mean, if you think of opioids, they're yeah. supposed to be the next big thing that will get rid of pain. Look at the problem they caused. Right. The problem was, is that we didn't have the studies or the long-term studies to go ahead and look at that problem. Right. I think that's, I think there's, I think the problem is greed oh, for, for that. hundred percent. I think it's just greed because oh, we've known that cannabis forever yeah takes care of all of that there's been studies back to like the like late 1800s from like all over the world um stating the efficacy of cannabis but the government says we need more studies we don't have enough information but that's not true there's plenty of reports to back like the efficiency of that well or even more efficacy efficacy of that yeah or even worse you look at the studies on opioids that were lied about (sighs) Yeah, right? tons so, of studies. So, so we're 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 talking about something that was pushed on us from a lie, yeah. right? On and then we're also talking about this is bad because we won't do the studies on it, right? It, 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 the sugar studies. There you go. You know, oh, dude. You know what I mean? Keys. He he got us, dude. <laughs> I think those those scientists were paid something not very much money, like no, uh-uh. like couple thousand dollars in today's money or something yeah, like that like much. it wasn't very much money and they um, just completely altered the entire course mm-hmm. of like american eating yeah it's it's rough you know it, yeah still to this day i have patients who come in and say well, well fat's gonna make me fat nope no, but that candy bar and that mountain dew that you're drinking that 100 percent will yeah you know and, yeah. That, and that's the thing like with with sean and with all the other fighters that start with us um they may have gotten to their weight Right. But I promise you after they work with us, when they get back to that weight, it is two completely different animals. Yeah. Right. One of them is typically diet on lots of sugar. I hate to say this. Right. But, um, we typically strip out the sugar, right? Absolutely. You don't need it. Yeah. People think they need it. Protein and fats. You know, I had a medical doctor one time. He said, um, your body runs on proteins and fats. Yeah. I started to think about it and there's chemical pathways and chemical mechanisms, right? that will allow proteins and fats to turn into glucose, glucose, or, fuel. Yeah, glucose or fuel for the body itself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and then we also, you know, look at water weight and glucose just wreaks havoc on that, you know? So not only is this person, you know, making weight, but they're swimming in this inflammatory soup. Yeah. And then they drained all the water. Yeah. So what do you have? Just, this crazy amount of these inflammatory chemical mediators that just stick there and stick there and stick there and yeah. create damage and damage and damage. And then they wonder why they get hurt. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, man. Towards the beginning of my career, I so was. Big, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you'll keep going. B- biggest, biggest, biggest thing for fighters, right? If there's one thing that I can tell you guys to focus on, protein, 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 protein. We're using our muscles so much, right? And that's the number one thing that's going to break down. It that builds the structure for every part of our body. So you guys have to get the amount of protein that you're supposed to have in, and then probably even more. Yeah. Right. So what I typically tell my my fighters, you know, a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight minimum 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 right because what are we going to break down yeah the pro right muscle yeah, protein because they're so protein. active right? absolutely yeah 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 the problem is when you got that's like an athletic protocol and yes. then you have like the average joe also doing that it's yeah. like bro oh, you don't yeah, need that much yeah, protein yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's where you, people get confused yeah you gotta you gotta push it pretty hard you yeah. know to be able to do it um the sourcing is important right like the quality of what you're putting in. Mm-hmm. So many people think like, oh, you can't just go to Walmart and get one no, of the proteins on their no. shelf, right? You know what I mean? Like it's all about and food first. Uh, you know, one of the biggest, th- and, and you know, I still, I still eat meat. Um, we tried to go, go organic. It was expensive, you know, and we spent a lot of money on school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the big thing that, that I switched over to was a plant-based protein. Yeah. Man, that, that works wonders. Which protein are you using? Um, it's a cost. You know, but I also use on it. I've used hemp protein yeah. in the past. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I use Nativa's hemp protein. I wish it wasn't so expensive. Yeah. On it's, on it's expensive. You know, you just got to. Yeah, man. Great stuff. Though. When it com- I don't, I'm not really into supplements for the whole, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm always about food first. But like whenever I. Have you seen the quality of our food? Um, well, that's what you just got to, you just have to get yeah, the right kind, dude. I, so I do mostly yeah. organic, Good. like almost Good. all organic. Yeah. Um, as far as the meats, um, yeah, I try to get grass fed, grass finished beef. Yeah, there you go. Um, always wild caught fish. So like I am in the organic, yeah. I don't fuck with that other yeah, shit. That's good. But I'm not going to lie, man. Sometimes a nice, like uh corn fed, you know, piece of steak is delicious. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I use as much organic as possible. Yeah. Hardly any processed foods. So that's um, why we use flour, standard process. That. What? We use standard process. So standard process is a, a company of the, it's our supplement company. Okay. You and I could go up to their farm right now in Wisconsin and see where everything's farmed. That's and, important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that big, um, you know, back three or four years ago, whenever all the, the farmers in the area and across the country were having rough, rough stuff, they had one of the best yields ever. Did they? And that's just because they know live dirt. Yeah. You know, and, and that. Well, no monocropping and. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you a know, whole other discussion. Yeah, you know, and they're 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 processing up there. It's it's a um, like I said, it's an organic farm, and they they test their dirt, you know, and and some of the the herbs if they're not producing the amount of um, effective chemical mediators that they're supposed to, they'll pull it off the market. Yeah, that's what I think is cool versus you know Walmart or some of the other stuff. Yeah, are just like here, here's a one a day. Yeah, if I do a protein, I usually use Nativa hemp protein. There you go. It's just like for me, if I'm going to take a supplement, it's like a single ingredient thing. Like, yes. Like I'll do. No, I do actually use First Forms Opti Greens. Okay. It's a really good greens mm-hmm. mix. I feel like a lot of people can just benefit from a greens mix alone. Like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to figure out where to put your dollars, a greens mix is going to go a long way for you. People just, you know, that or a good multivitamin that that is. I feel like that's going to replace the multivitamin but but why do the greens why do the greens yeah because so a multivitamin and typically a lot of them are going to be like in a hard-pressed tablet which is that, co- that's, that's what i'm talking about yeah, so yeah. The bio, bioavailability is going to be higher typically in like a greens powder yeah. and then also you're probably going to get just a more diverse culture of different things in there yeah so so like standard process vitamin c for them you're not going to see ascorbic acid you're going to see p-vine 
because pea vine yields the highest full spectrum of vitamin C and it's very bioavailable for mm -hmm. us. So that's, that's why I think that, that the source, like you said, yeah, like if your, your tablet is slick, yeah, that has a petroleum, right? Yeah, most of them are, though. Might as well just be Teflon. Right. You know, so that's what you have to be careful with. So there's right. lots of different things that, that we really need to watch on supplementation. Most of us do it incorrectly. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you. You know, I mean, if you don't really know where this thing is coming from and, and that kind of stuff, yeah. know, it's, it's snake oil to right. a certain degree. That's why I lean to more towards, like, powders and different things. It's yeah. just the viability is going to be better. Yeah, so you're yeah. just going to really get what you're looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're seeing a lot of things now. Um, they're diffusing them in, like, coconut oil and different mm -hmm. things, and you'll connect it to a fat to help with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially That's a big deal. Yeah, man. Fats and fiber. Yeah. Fats and fiber are what we really need to, to look to be looking into to help pull things in and, and help shuttle them across. Yeah. yeah, they're so important, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, cholesterol, vital. Yes. You absolutely – dude, I cringe anytime someone says egg whites anything. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll, they'll do, like, three whole eggs and, like, six egg whites or whatever. Like, whatever. Why not just do all eggs? I don't understand. So for some of my patients – it really bogs their liver down and it will screw with their gallbladder. Okay. That's the only reason that I would tell them be a little bit cautious with how many egg yolks you, you eat. Uh -huh. But if you don't have an issue with it, go for it. Yeah. You know, that's the best part. Yeah. Always listen to your body. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and that egg white protein, you know, I mean, it's, it's very, very, very high, highly bioavailable. Right. But, you know, I come from an acupuncture background that says harmonization of foods. Right. The, the less separation that we can have from how the food was really... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like it needs to look like itself. Exactly. So so you're not going to find a chicken egg that just has the protein in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you started in acupuncture. Mm -hmm. What was it like? Explain acupuncture for the listeners and oh, me too. Man. Shit. <laughs> okay. So acupuncture, um, take everything out of Western science and flip it basically and throw it away. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you started in the Far East and then like now you've come to the West. Yeah. And like 100%. you're like you're magic like you're merging those. Yeah. So so the acupuncture it's um, basically based off meridians. Okay. And they don't believe that it's necessarily blood like we believe it's blood. To them, it's just energy. Chi. Okay. Right. And so if you look at most issues in acupuncture, they believe that the, the injury or the problem is due to the stagnation of energy flow. Okay. So the acupuncture point almost acts as a um, stop sign, if you will, for energy. Right. Okay. So oftentimes what we'll do is, you know, like for me, for, for injuries and in, in my athletes, we'll look down a certain meridian. Right. And then we'll play around with it, looking for a certain point that might have a lot of tenderness in it, uh -huh. right? Um, that's a point that we consider to be active, okay? And we want to put a needle in that and try and alleviate that stress. Oh. Allow for the free flow of energy again, and then you end up with alleviation of the symptom. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something to that. It works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I mean, I'm a huge believer in energy. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're all just energy. Everything's energy. So so Dr. Richard, Richard Tan... Um, he developed a, a, an acupuncture point that I love for lower back pain. It's called Ling Ku, right? Um, large intestine four is here. That's really good for headaches. It'll clear anything in the head, face, and neck. Okay, right? so somebody just like pinches there. Yeah, and they have yeah, a headache. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Have before. you heard that before? Yeah. yeah. So they're using large in or large intestine four, right? Okay. Um, it's called Hoku. Okay. Right. Um, and and that that point is really good for clearing the head, face, and the neck. It's one of the master points in acupuncture. 
Okay. Right. Um, you know, put, are you put, it looks like you're putting quite a bit of pressure. Oh yeah, you go into it. You go. You, you go, go pretty deep. Yeah, you go pretty deep. Okay. Well, think about it. You're going to use a needle, right? Yeah. So that's going to penetrate yeah, pretty far. Yeah. So you're going to use a needle. So typically, but but Ling Ku is much closer to the hand or to the wrist. Same space, though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's basically as, just straight up, and yeah, and you go in there, right? Um, and then you know, oftentimes doing that with uh, Zeus on Lee or Stomach 36, it's really good for inflammation for the entire body. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's, um, you can get pretty crazy with it. I've yeah. seen some wild things happen with acupuncture, right? Um, some people have some really cool experiences with it. Um, my instructor, Dr. Gary Ditson, he studied with uh, a guy named Dr. Zhu right now he does scalp acupuncture and that's a lot of work and like multiple sclerosis um people who can't walk you know yeah. go to his clinic and get some crazy results i'll send you some of the facebook videos please later. do yeah. yeah yeah try not to get too far off the beaten path <laughs> and i don't want to be that guy that's like the voodoo doctor right? we already talked about hydrogen water so <laughs> <laughs> dude but there but here's the thing man like there are all of these practices which for have have been around for thousands of yeah. years, which have are looked at into at least in today's Western culture as almost like foo foo and you know yeah. out there. But innately, we know they work, and fortunately, with today's science, a lot of it is being um, it's it's being validated through yeah. through science, which is really nice. I just read a study um, the other day. I think I shared it. It was talking about how sage purifies yes. the air yes, yes, right yes, yes, yes so i mean that would make sense when you think about okay however long ago people are doing sage for bad spirits because maybe a bad spirit made you sick which could have been a pathogen in the air and then now you just use the sage and yeah. so we knew we knew this but without the science right and for some reason we quit trusting our innate knowledge of what we know works you know what i mean do you ever watch uh, peaky blinders no it's cool anyway i hear it's good man yeah. oh dude you should watch it yeah. i tried to watch like the first episode and i'm just like ah, i don't know if i can get into yeah, you this you gotta get past that stuff anyway <laughs> um, so there's a part in it where uh they're talking about horses right? okay and the the vet or one of the techs or one of the guys that's working on the horse he's saying we need more uh, warm powder we need warm powder we need warm powder for the the horse is getting warms okay right? oh okay yeah so the the head guy said no just put goldfish in the in their drinking water Put that's, goldfish in the drinking water. Yeah, that's where they're getting it. The oh. goldfish will eat the eggs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you have all this science of this worm powder and all this crazy stuff, and then you have this old school idea. Yeah. Right. Just, just use goldfish. Well, goldfish aren't going to get rid of the worms. No, you're right. They're going to get rid of the eggs, and which, then the worms are never going to get to you. Which speaks to an even larger point, like we're treating the cause, like we're yeah. getting to the root cause. We're not yeah. just like putting a bandaid on it. Right. You know what I mean? Or addressing a symptom. Well, it's like. We have a problem with obesity in this this country. Absolutely. I was one of them, <laughs> right? Um, but what is the drug for obesity? Fen-fen or something silly like that, right? It's always a drug. Or gastric bypass or something crazy. So what's the real root cause of obesity? Stress or a bad diet? Yeah. Right? Typically. Yeah. There's some genetic predisposition, but for the most part, it's it's... We get fat because we get stressed out and, yeah. and our diet goes to crap. Yeah. I mean, even with like a genetic predisposition, I mean, mm -hmm. with the field of epigenetics, we're learning that, you know, lifestyle and environment. I get beat up sometimes, so I'm trying to play nice guy a little bit here. But yeah, I, I agree. Hey, I agree with you. It's the truth, man. Like, you're either turning the light on or you're not. Exactly. Save, save your fucking excuses. That's kind of how, unfortunately, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, we have so much, you know, exposure to blue light. People are neglecting sleep. I'm constantly telling people just to slow down and sleep. Like, are you getting yeah. sleep? 
quality yeah. sleep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, people think if I, if I pop an Ambien, I'm getting sleep. No, you're unconscious. You're not getting restorative sleep. It's not the same thing. No, you're right. Yeah, no. And, and we are, we're a drugged nature. Yeah, we're man. A dr- drug country, you know. 100%. But, but, but probably not the right drugs. No. Right? I mean, we're on all these synthetic ones and we're on, you know, when the real drugs that we should be looking at are the foods that we eat. Yeah, those are drugs. Food is medicine. Those are drugs, you know, um, herbs. You know, yeah. Um, whether you believe in it or not, there are some, you know, efficacious studies for echinacea is a control for some of the sickness and flus that we have, right? Yeah. yeah. To build the immune system. Or you can just wait to get the flu and go do the Tamiflu. I don't know. Right? Yeah, man. I'm going to try as much as I can to not get sick. Dude, I just do everything. People yeah. ignore their gut. Elderberry is another good Yeah, good there's all these natural things that you could do mm-hmm. to, to influence your, your gut microbiome. And and that right there. So what if some of these things that we're looking at, right, we're just not studying the right thing that's making the difference, right? Maybe we were studying an immunological marker, right, to see if it's actually building the immune system when in reality it wasn't helping the immune system, it was helping the gut. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, that's where your immune system is. 70% of the immune system, right? Yeah, man. And so even kind of talking to connecting the gut and the brain, I mean, depression is yeah. something that's, I mean, SSRIs are fucking scary. Well, yeah, dude, they're, they're prescribing those like left and right. Mm-hmm. And 90% of our neurotransmitters, serotonin, is created in the gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's our second brain for a reason. Yeah. So it's like. Fix your gut. And also, who's to say it's bad to be sad? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's life, no, sometimes life is just hard. Well, I mean, like, you so, just want to so, throw a pill at everything. Well, some of your thyroid hormone is converted down in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> right? The gut, a lot's happening in the gut. So, so and, and that's the thing. So that that's where the next level is going to come from. You know, and if we could be, you know, considered anything, what I want to be considered is an epigeneticist. Okay, why is that? Because that's where I think that we need to be studying. Yeah. Right? We need to be studying not only the gene, but also what are the environmental factors that turn on that gene? Right. Right. So if we know that this environmental factor turns on this gene, then don't do that. Right. Right. Or what can we do to mitigate the effects of that environmental stressor? Yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. But then you end up with some weird stuff. <laughs> like what? Gene therapy. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. So. Also, you have to take ownership of your shit then. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "Well, you know, I'm big boned." I was, you know, look at my family. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's obese. We're I all was big boned there. Yeah, yeah real, <laughs> real big bone there. It's yeah. like, no, listen, own your shit. Like you're eating like crap. You know what gets me is we expose humans to the deadliest drug ever from like the time they're one, which is sugar. Yeah, it's a drug. I mean, you can go to any local grocery store and they'll probably give you a free birthday cake for a one year old. You're right. Right? You're right. Right? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. the, the kid doesn't know what to do with it, and then they eat it, and you can see, like, their brain light up. Yeah. And, like, what's the difference between sugar and cocaine? Like, really, if, if we look at it, if we just look at the processes, like, cocaine goes through, um, I mean, it's, it's processed, and then you get this concentrated form of the coca leaf, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes in this white powder now, and then we call that cocaine, Right sugar is it comes from sugar cane and then we send it through this process and now we got this concentrated form of we have sugar right this white substance lights up the brain even more than cocaine and is proven to be more addictive yeah what is the difference so so if you were to look at that from the outside looking in take away cocaine take away the fact that you know that sugar and the only difference is this one has to be administered through eating 
Yeah. And this one has to be however cocaine's administered. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely ingested. Well, a little bit different. <laughs> um, and, and then you look at that, right? But if you were really looking at it from an empirical standpoint to see what's going on with it, you would say, well, these are causing the same thing. Right. Right? And so what should we be doing? Avoid both of them. Avoid sugar like you do cocaine. Right. So many people think they need sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. No. You absolutely don't. Yeah. There, there's nothing in the human body that, that requires the use of sugar. Now, I will say if you want to run it as an athlete, you've got to figure out carbohydrate sources. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But not sugar. No. Yeah. Get away from the processed. Mm-hmm. Thing. Like, it needs to be real food. Right. You, I mean, you can get, like, a white rice. I mean, that's, that's a simple, car, you know, carbohydrate. Yes. I, I do a lot of potatoes. Well, that that's what Jordan Dowdy and I were talking about a lot, right? Like, there's some people in this industry who want to give you guys candy. Oh, dude. Come on, man. That's what gets me. It's like some of that, that old school bodybuilder mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... But a banana or something, a fruit, right? Yeah. May do the exact same thing. Or, or at the very least, an, an organic fruit juice or, you know... I don't even do juices. I agree. Right. But, but let's pick something that's better... <laughs> Well, is is a juice better though? Yeah. A juice is a soda in my mind because if you're looking at the concentration of sugar, because you are no removing vi- that fiber, but if there's no vitamin or mineral in candy. At least you're getting something. And this is how I look at things. It's, yeah. it's a utilitarian pro- approach, right? Yeah, it's like this is a little it. bit better. Than and this. there you go. Yeah. That okay. Sometimes incremental is enough. You're right. You're and, right. And that, Adam, in my opinion, is how I work with fighters. Yeah. We start out slower. And we start working our way up. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, like this I is let, ideal, but let's take some steps to get there. If I laid everything on Sean that we do now, right, it's not going to work. Right. Whenever, or whenever we started, if I, if I had t- taken everything that we're doing with him now and I said, Hey Sean, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Sean Woodson would have looked at me and said, no, we're not going to do right. that. Right. Right. Or he would have said, yeah. And then not done any of it. Right. So that's kind of to my question earlier, right? Like how do you get them? So like follow the program, Slowly. right? It's like, cause you're, you're, it's behavior change. Yes. Right. Every, every mixed martial arts fighter that comes into this office is hurt. So I take some of that, that injury away. Yeah. That's number one. Right. Cause it works. Right. Acupuncture or whatever we have to do. Chiropractic 100% works. Um, I don't know if you saw the Yale study that I posted the other day about the I efficacy of chiropractic and dealing with the opioid epidemic. No, I did not. Yeah. I was so, talking to, uh, so what do they give opioids for? Pain. Yeah, which one? What kind? Typically. I don't know. Lower back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the most common yeah, injury. it's one of the most common injuries. Yeah. Right? 80% of the population are going to go through it. And, yeah. And typically what you would get if you had a really severe back pain, oh, you have a 9 out of 10 back pain, oh, opium. That's what they give you. Yeah. Right? But now what we're seeing is, well, that's not really the problem. The problem is, is that maybe you're not strong. Maybe you're not rehabilitated in the movement patterns that you're supposed to have. Right. Right? Maybe you can't crawl and you're walking. Yeah. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Because what, what did they tell us whenever we were little? You have to what before you walk? Yeah, crawl before crawl you walk. Crawl before you walk and you walk before you run. People don't have those mechanics and they're just... Yeah. And where did you learn how to walk? Crawling. Yeah. Right? So not only... Do they get rid of some of their injuries, but now they start get better, getting better at fighting. Yeah. Because I'm not training the fighter any differently than I train the quarterback out of the gate. Right. It's later on down the road where everything starts getting real wicked. Yeah, real, real sport specific. Yeah, yeah, right. But in fighting, I don't have to do that either. That's on you guys. Yeah. You guys have yeah, you coaches know, and trainers and coaches. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, as, as good as I am at what I do, right, I'm nothing without the team. 
right? I yeah. have to have good coaches around me. I have to have somebody that's going to say, hey, this guy got dinged in practice really bad. Yeah. Right? Can you take a look at him? It's about having that team. It is. You with have no to... ego because, you know, this coach wants to have this. You, know, you got your boxing coach and you got your MMA coach. You got your jiu-jitsu coach. And everybody thinks their thing is the most important. And yeah, it's like, all right, man, like the, some, one of these coaches or all these coaches need to understand that maybe you had a really hard practice in one of these other areas yeah. and we're going to take it easy today on this one. But they don't. And then a fighter will have a hard boxing practice, a hard jiu-jitsu practice, and then they'll go spar. It's just like, what? The you know Sean Woodson posted something a few weeks ago. Said a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. Yeah, you're not happy if you're hurt. No, you're not. You can't possibly be be happy if you're hurt. No, right. And if we can get rid of some of those injuries, um, like you said with cannabis, right? I think that if you find out that cannabis gets rid of injuries, right, and we're still outlawing it two weeks before or three weeks or four weeks before our fight, yeah, like they do now. It's it's okay to use it if I'm not correct, right? You can you can use it basically almost Away up from until a fight like camp. Well, even like that they they raise the limits so okay, much. Good. You would almost have to smoke like the day of. Okay, good. To, to fail these right? days. Yeah, and and, and again, like Nick Diaz was doing. Not advocating. <laughs> well, I'm not advocating smoking, but but back in the day, you're looking at somebody that would have been okay to fight on an opioid, but not okay to fight on cannabis. Right. And I think that's wrong. Absolutely. And I'm not saying, I'm not here to, to advocate for, for cannabis. That's not what this is about. What I'm saying is that these things are just metrics or different things that we're going to use to try and get you better. Yeah. And if it works, then it needs to be in. If as it, long as it doesn't give you an advantage or create an injury or a potential for another fighter to get hurt really bad. Yeah. Well, right is right and wrong is wrong. I mean, I am here to advocate for cannabis, what we're talking about. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but oh, I want to ask you, so do you, whenever you're assessing, like, do you look at the feet and the ankles? Like, that's always the number one. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the chain, so many people have tight ankles. I mean, shoes yeah. are god awful. That's why you crawl. Yeah. Yeah. So, so whenever I crawl with somebody, right? It can be rehabilitated for a shoulder, it can be core, it could be knee, or it could be ankle, right? And you can get a lot of work done in the ankles and the feet just with doing some crawling. Yeah. In fact, that's probably where you develop the uh, idea of what we call dorsiflexion, mm-hmm. right? You pushed into the ground with your foot, and it started to go from down like this. Plantar flex. Yeah. The dorsiflex. Yeah, right? And, and so with the feet, I think that it's very, very, very important. But we only check the feet whenever we're standing. Yeah. Why don't you check the feet whenever you're crawling? That's where it all starts. Yeah. It all right? starts in the feet. So, so basically what I would advocate on everything is crawl All the way down to the big toe. Crawl, 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 crawl. Oh, yeah. 15 okay. degrees extension in the big toe is one of the most important things that one of our, our athletes can do. Yeah. I mean, how many people have messed up feet? Turf toe is rampant. I mean, and then you compound that with, again, shoes, which yeah. oftentimes puts your, your heel elevated so you're in a constant flex motion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, state rather. And it just creates this issue up the chain. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why whenever somebody comes in here, we, we look at everything. Yeah. I look, I mean, there, if you ask my guys, there are plenty of times that I treat their big toe. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. What are you for doing that yeah, for? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just making sure that that thing is moving like it's supposed yeah. to. Can That's, you move it on the left like you can on the right? Yeah. That's one of the things that really stuck out to me about you. Um, just kind of, cause you've actually, so whenever I started the podcast, like I, just put a very like comprehensive list of people in the mm. area. You were definitely like on my list for like, because so like, I've been aware of you for a while with Jordan and different yeah. things. And like you, you take a very holistic approach with, with everything, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about nutrition, you're talking about recovery, you're talking about 
you know, the training aspect, right? Like all of these things are important and they all play a, a role. Huge, huge, you know, and I, I think one of my biggest benefits is that I can kind of intermediate between nutrition and the strength and conditioning expert. Yeah. Cause I can, I, I can do essentially both. do both. Right. Yeah. Um, but even on a team, right. If there's two people that typically won't communicate with one another, Right? Yeah. Put me in one of those roles. Now there's a better communication. Yes. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. So, so like if I, if I'm working on a team with a nutritionist, right, I have no problem taking a back seat, but you better know it better than me. Yeah. <laughs> you better be you, right. You better be doing the right treat or the right therapy. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you can, if you can hack it, right. I'll sit and play strength and conditioning coach or I'll sit and play, you know, chiropractor. Yeah. But because I, I think that again, like we said, this is a team aspect. Yeah. You know, this isn't just about the one man show. This is about the fighter. Right. You know, I don't want, you know, uh, other than ho hopefully getting our name out there and, and hopefully getting some more fighters, you know, th that work with us just because I know that what we do works. Yeah. I don't want to be the one standing next to them whenever they're, in their glory. That's yeah. not the point of this. You know? Well, I think the cool part is like you, you at least attempt to, I mean, you do martial arts, you do, yeah. you do judo, you do yeah. jujitsu. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're actually, you're not just like standing on the sidelines. So no. you have some understanding at least of like what these fighters are doing. You know what I mean? Cause you've immersed yourself in their world. Yeah. And that's important. First. Yeah. I was there first. You know, I started training back in 2004. Yeah. So you're a martial artist first. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, it's funny. Some of my teachers, I don't think they, it's not that they laughed at me, but they thought that I was crazy for wanting to work with mixed martial arts. That's, <laughs> that's all I know. A little crazy for it. It is. Well, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't fit the business plan, right? Yeah. For a typical chiropractor. But at the same time, I look at it and they say, nobody else is helping these guys. Right. We're on ESPN right now, Adam. <laughs> you are? We are. No, like mixed martial arts is on oh, ESPN. ESPN. Right oh, ESPN. Oh, yeah. Right? Would you have ever thought that we're here? It's come a long way, dude. Holy I, cow. Yeah. It's, I it's incredible. I remember when I first heard about <laughs> mixed martial arts, it was just like this thing that was, like when it first came around, yeah. like it wasn't even on TV. It was no. just like this thing you kind of heard about. It was almost like the scary story. It was underground. Yeah. It's like, know, like these you, crazy dudes. Oh, my gosh. I got this VHS of the, you know, this, this bootlegged VHS tape. Yeah. Of, of UFC. Gracie knocking, you know, yeah. shit out of this he's guy. choking or, the shit out of everybody. What the hell is he doing? Oh, and he's not getting in trouble for it. I want to do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're in a whole different time. It's fun, you know, yeah. but these guys are athletes. You know, they're not just fighters. They're, yeah. There's a lot more to their game than, than you know, just going out there and punching somebody in the face. It's And that's what I want to bring the awareness about. Yeah. You know, these guys, are, these guys are competitors just like any other professional athlete. Yeah. If not, more. I it, mean, I, I There's was, a lot I, more demand. It's almost kind of funny that... that we're not the pinnacle of professional sports. <laughs> well, the money's not there. That, that, and that's it. That's, I, it's all I about gather that, but but as far as like sporting goes, yeah. boy, this is about as close as you get to. Yeah. Right? Have pure, you been out to the UFC? I've not. Okay. I really want to get out. They're there. really changing some shit out there from what yeah, I. Yeah, it's it's really cool what they're doing out there, you know, and and I think that that their work. I'm sure that they're doing a lot of the concussion protocols and things like that. So I think we're going to see a lot of our fighters after they retire. They're not going to be as dinged up, and I don't think that we're going to see as, as as much you know symptomatology come come along afterwards. That's the the thing that I've learned is you know I guess at 35 years old I guess I've been doing this long enough to say this but the young kids 
they don't see what's going to happen to them whenever they're 35. You don't care. No, you don't. You're, you feel like you're invincible. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, if nothing else, um, you know, if I can get a couple of these kids to listen to me and I stop them from jumping into their cage. Um, I saw that guy from the Minnesota boxing club. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Where, where the, the ring you're probably deeper in the MMA scene these yeah. days than I am. The, well, no, this is, this is a boxing, oh, a boxing was it? match. Yeah. Um, one of the guys, you know, he was going to the wrong corner. Oh, cause he's, and they still allowed him to fight. And then he ended up passing away later. Oh, th- that's the boxer that died. Yeah. Oh, I don't no, know. No, no, this is this was this oh, was before all the new one. Yeah. Like, oh. This recent this recent string of them, right? Dude. Like five or six here in the last three or four months. Really? Well, I mean, from MMA fighters to boxers, I mean, we're seeing a lot more of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, just. <sighs> I feel like, and I don't. It's, I think it's going to be a scary place, but I think we're going to see a lot of those like old school fighters start doing some crazy shit, like you see like those NFL players do. I hope not. You hope not. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. those early guys, you know, like yeah. the Mark Coleman's and different things, yeah. and like the, that that era. Yeah. I mean, they took a lot of damage. They did, you know, and and I think that it's on us to to do something about it. You yeah. Know, and try and get those guys the right help because those guys are our heroes. Yeah. You know, those guys are our idols. You know, yeah. Boss Rutan and, and some Matt, of those guys. Matt Hughes, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. real close to home. Well, I mean, I've heard some other stories about that situation. We don't have to, like, go too deep into it, but, like, it, his, it had to do with his brain, which why he got hit, you know, well, yeah, that it, whole it, train accident it, happened. It hurts my heart, you know, it, 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 it almost brings you to tears to see one of your, your idols, you know, that you used to watch yeah. come into your high school gym all the time. Yeah. You know, and... and because of a head injury, you know, and, and those things, it just, it's, the whole situation's terrible. Yeah. And and I would, I just wish that we could do something, you know, from a, from more of an outside perspective, you know, to do something more about what can we do to, to mitigate these symptoms? What can we do to, to get these guys rehabilitated properly? What can we do for the future athletes to, to not send them into the, the, the cage too early? Yeah. Right. Um, Hey, cowboy, maybe, don't go out and go wakeboarding two days after you took the worst concussion. You know? <laughs> that's cowboy. But that's cowboy. Yeah. You know? So, so on the other side of it, it's like, you know, if, if I have a guy, somebody like that, who's, who's crazy and, and he just lives life, you know, yeah. that fast. Well, then I want to be on the sand whenever they finally get back in to go check them out and make sure they're okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, like a lot of these guys, you do so much work with mixed martial arts fighters, you know, Jordan Dowdy and, and Sean Woodson have become two of my greatest friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're with them all the time. You like, can't, you get you, very invested. With MMA, you, you cannot be professional uh, relationship, I don't think, sometimes. It's There's, tough. It's it tough. is, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I you think really for you invested. to really, for me to really do well, I have to really care about these guys. Yeah. You know? and, and thankfully I do. You know, I, I care about any person that wants to get into that ring. Yeah. You know, anything that I can do to help them with an injury, you know, if their ankle's bugged up or something like that. I want them to win. Right. But I even want them, you know, more, I want them to, to be able to spell their name in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, when it's all said and done, you still want them to have yeah. a very productive life. Yeah. And when, when I saw the, the hormonal, right, dysfunction after a traumatic brain injury, that's when I was like, wow, this, this concussion stuff goes a lot further down the rabbit hole than we can possibly imagine. Yeah, and we're going to keep learning that the things in the body are more connected than we yeah. realize. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. Uh, so last question here. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you see, like, where do you want the sport to go? Like, you know, as we're moving forward, you know what I mean? Like, where's your hope that, that we really go towards? You know, what's the, you know, the major changes and protocols that you'd like to see? 
I think we're making them. No, I, I really do. I, I think that, that everybody's head's in the right space, you know, and, and there's always going to so be So you're feeling confident with the I, direction of the sport I, right now? I do. I, I, I feel like it's, you know, there's always going to be dirtiness in fighting, you know, like the bare knuckle thing that in some people's eyes that turned out to be really bad because people got cut up and it was a bad look. And yeah. On the other side of it, it's like, well, it's fighting. It is fighting. Well, right? you, honestly, you're, you're probably going to take less damage than bare knuckle. Well, I, I agree. Well, well, because we think, we you, think, you would hope, right? We think, but but here's the problem: we would need studies over long term, right? Right, and I, I don't believe that there's going to be as many people getting into bare knuckle boxing as there are going to be getting into MMA. There's not going to be as many people getting into MMA as there are getting into regular boxing. Maybe. And then, but as as we go as a further, whole, though, yeah. yeah. But as we go further. Right, and we get more studies on this. Right, um, like our poor guys that are going through mental distress now, our older guys that you were talking about. Right, how, how did we know that that was going to happen? Right. Yeah, I guess we didn't, unless you know, we would have. We'd yeah. have looked at other sports who were taking head yeah. injuries, but we, we, we weren't. Th- we think that because boxing produces more volume of punches, right, that it has more chance for a concussion, and that might be correct. Right. And it might have more chance for, you know, symptoms from concussion. Yeah. But we don't know. But don't we? I mean, we, we, we well, were how learning. How boxing been, along, been around for, though? Forever. A long time. A long, long time. Right. But we're yeah. seeing, like, CT issues even with, like, soccer players from but the heading. MMA, but how long has MMA been along for? Oh, like the early 90s, right? Yeah. I mean, so, so as we get more and more generations, and I hate to say this, but as we see more and more generations, somebody like Ali that, that you know, we, we think right. has develops Parkinson's from some, some, something like that. This whole rope of dope. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, like poor Vanderlei. You know, he's yeah. been through wars. Yeah. You know? I think he wants to donate his brain to science when he's dead. I think that's... Very admirable of that gentleman. Yeah. 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 I think that shows how much he loves MMA and how much he wants to clean some of this stuff up if he can. Yeah. I think he just realized that, you know, his path was not the best path and, yeah. and he definitely wants to help. So mm-hmm. hopefully, well, I think it gets better. I really do. Though. It's exciting to see what we're going. I think we're going to see better athletes, right? Oh, 100%. Um, I think that we're going to see more performance. I think that you're going to see more people like myself getting into the game. Yeah, right. Which is, which is all good. People who used to want to get into the NFL, you know, I talk to my biomechanics kids all the time, and I say, you know, you're never going to learn as much as you do from an MMA fighter. Yeah. Never. I've worked on more injuries. I've worked on <laughs> you know, um, some of the mental distress, right? Yeah. From craziness from day of fight. That you know. It's stressful. It's crazy. It's stressful. If There's you can make like it in it. MMA, you can make it anywhere. Right? Yeah, 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 dude. That dude. I told myself like once I stopped, I'm just gonna put the same energy into something else. Yeah, and life will just be so much better. <laughs> it will be less injury ridden. Yes, it will. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I think it's, I think it's gonna get safer, right? But then on the other side of it, as we get more powerful athletes, right, the knockouts could become more disastrous. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I think what I try to look at it is with my guys, you know, um, I try to give them as sharp, as sharp of a sword as I possibly can. Yeah. Right. Because in MMA, it seems like the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. That's you a know, good way to go. If you don't get hit, right. The, the, the person that's going to win is the one that doesn't get hit. Yeah. And if we can teach our fighters to not get hit more than the other guy, and then also how to, whenever you do get hit, how do you mitigate those, that damage from that? Right. You know, um, are you going back a day? Sometimes it's just a day, right? If we're talking about a head injury, two days, it may just be enough to get everything to calm down enough that, yeah, you can go right back in. 
right? But we don't know that if we're not paying attention. And, and that's what we have to have. We have to have more medical professionals. We have to, have, we got to get out of the, the wild, wild west. But we can't lose that fire. Yeah. I don't want to lose that. I, as, as much, it won't go away. As much as people, you know, I think that I'm probably going to be accused of, well, he just wants everybody to be safe and yeah. those kind of things. No, I, I, mixed martial arts is still very, very, very exciting to me. Yeah. Well, right? at the end of the day, like, I mean, Adesanya, I cannot wait for this. Yeah. Kid. This yeah. is going to be amazing with this guy coming into the, to the mix. He's so exciting to watch, but man, it's scary for the guys that are going up against him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's still fighting at the end of the day, right? 100%. And uh, that'll, that'll definitely still be there. So yeah. Yeah. dude, well, Hey, I really appreciate you taking this time. Absolutely. Dude. We'll have to do this again, man. For sure. We could definitely probably keep talking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to leave the floor to you though for a second to the folks so they can check you out, get a hold of you if you have questions or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the best place to check us out is, is Facebook, um, share chiropractic center, Godfrey, Illinois. Right. Um, our phone number is 618-468-1188. Um, and again, we work with everybody from the professional mixed martial arts fighter to, you know, somebody that's just trying to lose a little bit of weight. Um, somebody, you know, my wife actually, she specializes in weight loss. Some of the, the surgeons in the area send her patients to lose weight before their surgery, which is great. You know, yeah. So that they're not putting too much weight on knee replacement or something crazy like that. Um, and then also on top of it, our, our, uh, new business clean cooks, right? Um, so what we do is we make every meal for Sean, we make every meal or for, uh, for Jordan, we make every meal for the fighters that work with us. That way they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know how it was to, whenever you were fighting, Yeah. Right? it was bad enough to, to go from practice to practice, to practice, to practice, Yeah. let alone trying to figure out what you're going to eat. Yeah. It helps to have that, that alleviated. Yeah. So, you know, they come in little individualized packages. You just toss them in the microwave. They're BPA free. Right. Um, it's amazing some of the results that we get with it, you know, and whenever our fighters start to go off to the wayside a little bit and start to go on their own diet, that weight starts creeping back up. Um, you just got to make sure that you stay on top of it and the diet's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah so. Hey, Dr. Sher, I really appreciate it, yeah. man. Thank you so much All for right, having brother. me. Hey, yeah. thanks again. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you made it through to here. Man, big thank you to Dr. Sher for sitting down with us. Once again, big thank you to Jumbo Superfoods. Go to jumbocbd.com. Use the code outside over there. Also, head over to imposedwill.com. Get on the mailing list. Also, you can save 10% on all of, all of our apparel just by using the code outside there. And then, man, I can never thank these guys enough. Convergence Media Group. We partnered with them, and since doing so, just things are fucking, we're going to the whole next level, man. I couldn't be more excited to see where we are going. I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy with how far we've come so far. And, uh, man, it's just an exciting time. So huge shout-out to Convergence Media Group. Go to check them out at ConvergenceMG.com. If you are interested in, you know, improving your brand awareness and, you know, content creation and strategy and just how to thrive in an online world, go check them out, man. They're on all socials as well at Convergence MG. Uh, that's all I had for you guys today. I'll see y'all next time. Love you. Peace. Mwah.